for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Matt Schneidman, our Green Bay Packers beat writer, about Aaron Rodgers' decision beyond the 2020 NFL campaign. Following his comments after being eliminated from the NFC Championship on Sunday about his uncertain future with the Packers, he went on the Pat McAfee show yesterday to clarify his thoughts. Here's what it sounded like. I don't feel like I said anything that I hadn't said before. You know, I said it the first time I talked to the media. Just it was more a real a realization, I think, that ultimately my future is, is not necessarily in my control. I don't think that there's any reason why I wouldn't be back. But there's not many absolutes, as you guys know, in this business. My future is not in my hands. Matt Schneidman has covered the Green Bay Packers all year. He joins me next. It's Wednesday, January 27th. It is a pleasure now to welcome in Matt Schneidman. He covers the Green Bay Packers for The Athletic. We had him on earlier this season, and now we'll talk about, I guess, the end of the Packers season and everything he's dealing with in Green Bay regarding Aaron Rodgers. Matt, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming back on. I know it's a, I guess it's a busy time for the wrap-up, and I guess we're sort of breaking news with Aaron Rodgers up to the day, up to the minute, though, as we were getting ready to come on here. You said everything that you've heard recently, and I'm guessing talking about what Aaron Rodgers said to Pat McAfee on his show, that none of that was new news. So Aaron Rodgers, I guess, saying that what he said after the game regarding his future and his uncertainty was just him sort of reacting in a normal human uh, emotion type of manner. Is that something that, that you took away from that as well? Yeah, you hit it on the head. I mean, even what he said after the game on Sunday wasn't new. He said that after the draft, when we talked to him a couple weeks after Brian Gutekunst drafted Jordan Love, Aaron said, you know, it's not in my control. Previously, I thought finishing my career here was under my control. But now, after they drafted a quarterback in the first round, I'm realizing it's not under my control. So I don't really know what the future holds. He said the same thing after the game Sunday, but it kind of just hit harder because it was the end of the season. So I wrote basically that Aaron Rodgers doesn't know if he's going to be the quarterback next year because he himself said that, you know, he's uncertain about his future. And then he went on Pat's show today and basically reiterated that and said, listen, I said what I said in the heat of the moment because nothing is absolute in the NFL. I wouldn't say he scaled back on what he said post game. He just said it in a lighter tone. I'm assuming because he was less emotional, understandably. So I don't fault him for anything he said after the game. It's completely normal. It's just people on Twitter seem to be a little sensitive at the possibility that their quarterback isn't here next year. I still think he is. That's what people are getting twisted. I still think he is. He should be, obviously, but I thought they were interesting comments nonetheless. And like I said, not particularly new ones either. So for him to assume or suggest, and while understanding that it is a business, that he can decide when his career is over in a certain city and and maybe it's because of the contract extension that he signed a couple of years ago maybe it's because he's still playing at an MVP level that he believed that was the case but this is a guy who should be totally familiar with exactly this situation I mean he comes in and replaces a guy he sits for three years who didn't miss a start for like 15 years of his career so you think it was a little naive on his part or do you think in suggesting that he believes it was up to him to finish his career in Green Bay that, that maybe he wasn't totally in touch with what had happened Well, I think this, when they drafted Aaron and Brett was still on the roster, Brett had been hinting at retirement for a couple years. So it wasn't like this situation where when they drafted Aaron, they weren't coming off a good season. You know, they were coming off an NFC championship game appearance when they drafted Jordan Love. What Aaron said today on McAfee's show was the only thing I can control is how I play. Like that's my leverage, how I play. So I think the way he has played, he was under the assumption that it just, if I keep playing like this, which he thinks he can then 
he controls when he leaves Green Bay. I, I, I wouldn't call it naive. He understands that it's a business and ultimately it's the general manager's decision. But I think what he meant by that was, you know, if I keep playing like this, I can play here for however long I want. And, you know, everyone would probably agree with him in saying that. Everyone was shocked they drafted Jordan Love. But I would say the circumstances under which they drafted Aaron and under which they drafted Jordan Love were not as similar as, you know, people think maybe or people thought when when it happened. Despite, you know, that younger quarterback being 21 when they were drafted with a 35, 36-year-old already on the roster. But I think that love pick, if anything, like Aaron has said to us multiple times, just reinforced the notion that, you know, this is a business and ultimately at the end of the day, it's not his decision, even if he thought it was before. Do you think in the big picture, it fractured the relationship between Aaron and the, the franchise? He hasn't said so publicly, but I find it hard to believe there isn't a little bit of ill will. Brian Gutekunst made that pick. That was not a Matt LaFleur pick, at least I don't think so, because the head coach needs immediate success to keep his job. The GM's job is to plan for the future. So it would be foolish of Matt LaFleur to want Jordan Love if he needs Aaron Rodgers right now to win. You know, Brian Gutekunst wants Jordan Love, and it's his job to find the next Aaron Rodgers. Clearly, he thinks that is Jordan Love. And I would say I don't want to assume, but I guess I am assuming in saying that the relationship is fractured a little bit. I don't know that as a fact. That would just be my guess because he hasn't said that publicly, but common sense would say that it is. It's funny, you mentioned the, the term a few minutes ago, leverage. And I think over the last couple of days since he made the comments post game, people started saying that, that much like Deshaun Watson, well, if he doesn't want to be there, it's in their best interest to maybe move him. And I'm with you. I, I think if you had to put some money on whether or not he was going to be the starting quarterback for the Packers in eight months, I would say absolutely he's the guy who will be under center just because I don't feel like there's much leverage there in terms of why would the Packers ever feel the need to move him? He's got three years left on his contract. He's 37 years old. I know you're paying him almost $40 million a year, but if the guy wants to retire, he can retire. You're not going to give him to another team in the NFC, are you? No. And I mean, that's the common sense thinking behind it, right? That why would they ever want to move on from him? But then again, the common sense thinking is why would they ever draft a quarterback with Aaron Rodgers on the team <laughs> and four years left on his contract? But they did that. So because that happened, I'm not putting anything by Brian Gutekunst. It's the old Bill Belichick saying, move on from guys before it's too late. And maybe that was Gutekunst's thinking when he drafted Jordan Love. But Aaron Rodgers is about to win the MVP. So to get rid of him now, in a year, in two years, maybe even three years, it would be silly. But like I said, I would not put anything past Brian Gutekunst because he's already shown the ability to make mind-boggling decisions at the quarterback position. But then again, this is the franchise who has had 30 straight years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. So who am I to question them? We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Did Matt LaFleur after the game on the post-game Zoom call when you guys asked him the question about Aaron Rodgers, sort of the response to him uh, saying, you know, his, his future was uncertain. And now, of course, he's gone back and said that, uh, that he was just reacting sort of normally after the game. Did LaFleur seem surprised? Is that something that he wasn't expecting being asked? I don't know if he was surprised because we relayed to him what Rodgers had said, but he staunchly stated that Aaron Rodgers better be his quarterback next year. Now, my read in the moment was that's to me, seemed like a plea to Brian Gutekunst to not do anything stupid this offseason. That's saying, don't get any ideas, don't trade him, don't release him, don't do anything, don't even think about moving on from Jordan Love because I want Aaron Rodgers leading my offense next year. I could be wrong, but 
that was my initial read in the moment. But at the crux of it, it's a head coach who knows his best chance to win is with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And he uh, did not hesitate to let that be known with his strong words. I believe he said, I sure as hell hope Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback here next year. He better be or said something along those lines. So we all know who Matt LaFleur wants as his quarterback. We'll be talking to Brian Gutekunst here later this week for his uh, typical season wrap-up press conference, and I'm fascinated to see what he has to say. That'll be a fun one to sort of dissect the wording of how he picks apart what it is he did with drafting Jordan Love and how they'll move forward with Aaron Rodgers. Just sort of want to ask your opinion or or your thoughts on the perspective of what's going on with Matt LaFleur. You know, he's had a couple of fantastic seasons to start his career as a head coach, back-to-back NFC Championship game appearances. I think he's now the only coach in NFL history besides George Seifert to get a bye for his team in his first two seasons in the NFL playoffs, uh, which is impressive to say the least, considering George Seifert kind of took over a Bill Walsh team and just sort of wrote it into back-to-back postseasons. But the thoughts on him following the decision to kick that field goal, are fans happy with him? Are fans upset? Are they thrilled that they've gone to back-to-back NFC Championship games? I know it's tough to get there, but what's the perspective on on his decision? Is, is it a total flub or is there some understanding around it? Yeah, there doesn't seem to be too much understanding around it. I will say that. I think the general sentiment behind it is if you have the best quarterback and best wide receiver in the NFL on the field, you you give them a shot. Now listen, I understand the decision, but I don't agree with it. I think those are two different things, understanding the thought process behind it and agreeing with it. Now, listen, if there had been no defensive pass interference called on Kevin King there and the Packers got the ball back and went down and won the game, we'd be calling Matt LaFleur a genius. You know, if they had gone for it on fourth down, gotten a touchdown, not gotten a two-point conversion. I mean, you get what I'm saying. I won't go through every scenario, but so many things could have happened. Hindsight, of course, is twenty twenty. I just think in the moment, I would have given the ball to Aaron Rodgers. Granted, the red zone offense hadn't been great the past two games. Rodgers hadn't been lights out like he has been all season um, against the Buccaneers. So, you know, I don't think that played into the decision. Matt LaFleur pretty much said we had four timeouts left. He says four because of the two-minute warning. We thought our defense could get a stop because Brady had already thrown three interceptions that half. Like I said, you understand it, but I think the general sentiment around the floor is obviously soured because of that decision. But what he's done in his first two years here definitely deserves praise. And I think the the frustration around the fan base is more geared toward uh, Mike Pettin, the defensive coordinator, and Sean Menenga, the special teams coordinator. And let me tell you this, the Packer fans do not want those two guys to have jobs by the end of the week. Is it expected that they'll be moved? Is it expected that they'll be fired this week? I have no gauge on that. I would think that it's probably more likely that Monenga, the special teams coordinator, does. But listen, we thought there was a chance last year that Petten would get fired, and, and he didn't. Petten's not Matt LaFleur's guy. He was already on staff when LaFleur got here, and he retained Petten. But I could probably answer that question better after we talk to LaFleur later this week, because I'm sure he'll be directly asked by myself or someone else, do you plan to make any changes at any of your coordinator positions? And he'll have to give an answer. Specifically, the the end of the first half, I think, is what what fans are probably most frustrated about, about how that first half ended. That was detrimental to them coming back. Matt, you've been uh, fantastic at covering the team all season long. It's it's fun when you can follow a team into the postseason. I was actually thinking about you right before we came on. I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, you get to the end of a season, you're thinking about your wrap-up, you're, you know, putting a a bow on this thing, and Packers getting ready to hit the offseason, and then Aaron Rodgers being a big-name quarterback, just sort of pouty at the end of the season, and and now you got to do some coverage on whether or not he's going to be moved. But uh, we've appreciated the time and the coverage all season long, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 
Great stuff from Matt Schneidman. It's been the hottest story all week long. It's just so crazy now. The quarterback carousel, Deshaun Watson was one. Matt Ryan may be another. Matt Stafford another. Sam Bradford another. And now Aaron Rodgers potentially in the mix as well, though maybe with his clarification about his comments after the game on Sunday, there may be some different thoughts about whether or not he's going to end up with a different team this offseason. I certainly don't see any point for the Green Bay Packers to move him. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to Matt. Thank you to the Pat McAfee Show for allowing us to use that sound today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to us. Stick with us over the next couple of weeks. We've got some great Super Bowl coverage. We'll try to hit it from different angles as we ramp up to the big game between the Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll give you some predictions, some gambling stuff. We'll dive into each team, all stuff that's coming up on the update over the next couple of weeks. So enjoy the week, and we'll talk to you on Friday.